Welcome to the 80th episode of the Friday Nightmares podcast. I am one half of your hosting team, Heather Powell, coming to you today from Waterdown, Ontario, Canada, also known as that bitch from Dummies of Horror, also known as the sidekick to this man. Hello, everyone. It is Mr. Smoke Show Crawford coming to you from the town of Swartz Creek in the county of Genesee, in the state of Michigan, in the United States of America, in the North American continent, in the Western Hemisphere, on the planet Earth, in the Milky Way galaxy. I'm fully vaxxed, boosted, and waxed, and ready to climax. And if you can, please get me wet and feed me after midnight. I'm the man with the glorious beard, a.k.a. Mother of Cats, a.k.a. the man with the humongous <clears throat> ego, a.k.a. Scotthausen, a.k.a. Scotty Too Hotty, a.k.a. not really the golden god anymore, but I still like the name of it, a.k.a. Spanky. Are you sure there's nothing else you have to add? You sure? Not yet. Give me some time. We'll add some more down the road. I'm going to add to my to my promo that I went to Europe. <laughs> oh, that's how I quit the podcast. Hey, I have to listen to your extended long promo. It. I want someone to time it. I suspect it's at least a minute. I suspect. And I suspect that there's about two minutes of you talking about Europe every episode. So here we go. <laughs> I know. I can't help it that I'm so cultured, Scott. It's not my oh, fault thanks. that I'm so highly educated and familiar with the ways of the world. I know that that's hard for you to wrap your head around, but facts are facts. And speaking of facts are facts, I have to send you, have you heard of this guy that does a thing called puppy songs? No, but I'm afraid about afraid to find Honestly, out now. It's, it's gone viral and he does a couple of songs and once you get them stuck in your head, one of them is called the cheese tax. And it's about having to give dogs cheese when you open up the cheese drawer. And the other one is called Big Stretch. I am going to send you these videos. And honestly, they are the cutest shit ever. You will send them to Erica because it is George loves them. Amber and Anne love them. Everyone I have sent them to loves them. It is so cute. And this guy has like millions of followers now on Spotify. So it's obviously not just me. It's obviously popular, right? And it's super fucking cute. Like, dude, I cannot wait to share it with you. If you're having a sad day, you just need to watch this stuff. And you're going to just be like, life is good. I'm going to pay the cheese tax. Well, and the funny thing is, like, you say the cheese tax. The funny thing is, Dexter doesn't give a two shits about no? me going in the fridge or anything like that. Like, I usually give him cheese when I'm trying to hide his medicine. But, like, he loves cheese. He also loves uh, lettuce uh, or cabbage leaves because he's a weird oh. dog. Yeah, yeah like, I'll give odd. him a full cabbage leaf and he'll just devour the He's like thing. a vegan. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, no, the cheese tax has to be given to Biff. My cat. Yeah, it's pussies for you. They always want more, don't they? (laughs) Oh, always. But yeah, I have to get. It's a cheese tax. It's a ground beef tax. It's a ground turkey tax. Mm. I remember that because I remember years ago I made tacos at your house. Years ago, and And I remember like a motherfucker. I had to like fight the cat off because he kept trying to get to the beef. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, like if it's raw ground beef, he just loses his goddamn mind. It's freaking hilarious. It's like he's like uh, he's in raw. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? 
we have to tie in horror movies. So like I was listening to our last episode because I wanted to like make sure that I didn't repeat myself. I do anyway, so it doesn't really matter, but I try. And I we we try, I realize we talk a lot of stuff, but we try to like pull it back to horror once in a while as we're chatting away. We try. try. Doesn't always work, but we try. Um, I, I make fun of Tim a lot, or I talk about how hot he is. It's one or the other with him. Mm-hmm. I've realized that. Um, and Rob Humphrey. Oh, Rob. <laughs> Rob. <we> but go. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, honestly, there people probably think I'm a bully, which I am. So it's a good, it's a good assumption to make. Well, um, if they also heard the dummies of horror, they would hear Tim's a bully to oh, you. So. Well, he hates women, obviously. Um, I feel very bad for his wife. And I don't even understand how he got a fucking prize like that, really. You know, talk about <laughs> hitting out of your league. But um, <laughs> oh, as I'm all shit. like, I can't look at you because you're too hot, Tim. You know, I don't, you don't trust anything I say. I'm just one big walk-in contradiction. But 2023's Hallelujah Save Us have gotten better this time around. Yeah, for the most part, they have. Right? Like, it has gotten better. And despite what people seem to think about me liking every single film that comes out, just because I have kind things to say, because unlike some people, I'm a constructive person. No, you're gaslit. That's what it is. 2023 is gaslit you over and over again. It was like we're a Sesame Street episode. And the word of the day is gaslit. Or be like Pee Wee Herman. And the word of the day is gaslit. Ah! <laughs> uh, Pee Wee Herman. You know, I never really liked the show. I was never really a fan. As nope, a kid, I wasn't either. I thought it was weird. <laughs> yeah, I've never been a fan of Pee Wee as a character. The actor himself, Paul Rubin, I like. Oh, I don't. Has he been in a lot of other things? Uh, he's been in quite a few. He was in the Buffy the Vampire series. Not the series, the movie. He was one of the vampires in that. Oh, really? Yep, he oh, was shit. in one of the... I think he was in the Cheech and Chong movie that we watched uh, for oh, It's Not Horror. Yeah. Oh, back in the day when we used to do more than one more than one podcast mm-hmm. together? But And yeah, he's been in quite a few other things. Like, I, like he's, it's hard to notice him because he you know, doesn't obviously look like Pee Wee Herman, so it's hard to recognize him sometimes. Oh, word, word. Yeah, I... Fuck. Yeah, I didn't know he was in all that. Hmm, that's interesting. Things you learn from Scotty. I'm going to learn much more because Scotty's coming up here soon. That's right. Well, by We're going to be reunited hears, again. Well, by the time anybody hears this, we'll have already gotten together. Well, don't we have one more episode in the before this one? In the in the yeah, in the that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, the one before this will be like released right before I leave. Oh, got it. Yes, yes, yes. And then, yes. And then this then, one will get released mm, that short, like a week or two after I get back. So everyone will see the pictures. So basically, it will be like going back in time to hear us talking about meeting up with each other, and then everyone will see the pictures that we'll share of us being together. And guys, I'll say like this is future Scott talking. Oh my God, it was an amazing trip, but holy hell, Canada has gone insane because of the maple leaves. Oh dear God, it's like a freaking chaos over there. It's like a freaking end of world scenario apocalypse happening. Yeah, you know, well, they've lost two games in a row at this point, so... Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. It they there could be a lot of sad mopey Canadians or Torontonians or Ontario Tonians walking around. I don't know. I uh, I'm surprised they made it to round two. 
And not that we're going to talk a lot about hockey here because I don't think a lot of people watch hockey and how vomity Canadian is it for me to talk about hockey. I might as well start talking about fucking Tim Hornens and Stompin' Tom Connors. Gordon Lightfoot died. I might as well go on about that too while I'm at it. Recommendment Fitzgerald. Rest in peace, Gordon Lightfoot. Um, but yeah, I'll try not to be vomity talk about it because, yeah, we'll see. It will be interesting if they continue on when you're here because that means they'll be going to round three. And if they go to round three, I think this whole province is going to just freak the fuck out, especially the GTA, greater Toronto area for those who are. Oh, Grand Theft Auto? You know, yeah. For Rob Humphreys, who doesn't know anything, and for Tim Davis, who at least lives in Australia and may not be familiar, which makes sense. Yeah, so, right. yeah, but Rob Humphreys is like, I don't know where anything is past the toy. I have no idea. <laughs> Obviously. Uh, every single fucking time rob and he does it on purpose too single it's because he goes to music festivals that are done by six he's like what time is the last van on four perfect i can make (laughs) for dinner and go home and go to bed um but yeah we've actually watched some really good 2023 so why don't we just jump into it do you want to take the first one take it Uh, yeah sure why not watch it you watched it right yeah yeah, I just had to pull up the Google, uh, the Google sheet real quick. I wasn't sure. Oh, sorry. I wasn't sure. I remember I was unsure if you were gonna like this one because you let you don't like plot holes all of a sudden, or you don't like characters making bad decisions in horror movies. All of a sudden, you've decided that like any horror movie that has someone making a bad decision is unacceptable. So I wasn't sure if you would like this. Oh, for fuck's sakes! No, it's I... true though. No you're all like well you know i think that was a dumb decision that they did that i'm like scott every fucking horror movie has a dumb decision in it that's why yes but some decisions sometimes can make sense the ones that i was bitching about don't make sense and you think every okay (laughs) i want to hear your gaslit remember this That's why everyone thinks that you like everything, because you're like, no, it wasn't that bad. Hey, that's what, I listen, that's what I say after every single Dummies of Horror episode. Well, that wasn't that bad. Or Slasher Radio. Well, that wasn't that bad. <laughs> that's why I keep listening to them. Anyway, oh, let's talk God. about Tank. Enough about me. Let's talk All about- right, so yeah, the first movie we're going to talk about is The Tank. In 1978, Oregon, Ben and Jules inherit an abandoned coastal property from Ben's late mother, who's never mentioned it. The untouched house has been kept a secret for 40 years and comes with a beautiful private cove and beach. Jules searches for answers while Ben unwittingly awakens a fiercely protective creature. So, if you don't get it from the synopsis, this is a creature feature. And I'm all about creature features. 10 out of 10 from Scott. (laughs) No. Uh, I think I gave this, I gave it a six, but, uh, yeah, like I wanted, uh, I thought this was done well. Um, it was a bit long in the tooth. Should the runtime could have been shorter cause it was an hour and 40 minutes. And like, I felt the runtime a bit here and there, but like, I thought the acting was decent. Um, and the creature effects I thought were really freaking cool and a unique creature. And I am getting a look from Heather, so I can't wait to hear her thoughts. But all around, I I thought this was decent enough. That's worth like a dollar ninety nine, two ninety nine rental for me. Okay, we need to stop telling people that because this movie is not going to go for a dollar ninety nine, two ninety nine. Well, that just gives the people an idea of where we're at. <laughs> 
That's where Scott's at, okay? This movie, I don't understand how he didn't have a problem with the decisions, okay? So first of all, this family runs a pet store. And I just want to say, I know this is, I don't care if this sounds like a spoiler. Who the fuck took care of the pet store for the rest of the time they were gone? Who well, if they're the owners, of the pet store? They're probably, well, they're the owners, so they probably had other people working underneath them. But they didn't explain that, Scott, did they? They don't need, they don't need to explain that. Not like they walked into the Texas Chainsaw Massacre house and goes, you know. Okay, okay, let's talk about their house. Let's talk about their house. Okay, this is a little bit of spoiler for Tank, everybody. It happens in the first 15 minutes. So they pull up to the house, and there's a log blocking the driveway. Then they walk up, and the house is covered in fucking vegetation. They have to pull off the vegetarian to get in. You're going to tell me that that makes sense. But staying in some trailer trash house that your fiancé's apparently owns and you don't want to piss him off that makes less sense but if you showed up to a vegetation house you'd be like pulling that shit off you and erica would be like you'd be like yeah babe it's fine let's just pull these fucking oh, no. I, I myself wouldn't <laughs> but someone that is all about like fixing up a house to try to sell it would stay there to fix it up to try to sell it i, think I know people have done selective that selective knowledge i think bury the bride you were just a cranky bear and Erica agreed with me. She also thinks it's awesome. She said so. She did she not said, Heather, say it was awesome. <laughs> actually, her quote was, Heather, you truly have the superior taste to Scott as a podcaster. I'm and... sure she questions your taste <laughs> and probably thinks you're gaslit just like me. <laughs> She's like, fuck you, Stuart Gaslit. <laughs> Maybe she should get some help. Um, that, that being said, I did find that the movie moved quickly. The writing was a little cringe cringe. But the creature yeah. effect and the setting did make up for it. It was entertaining enough. Um, but I I have a hard time justifying a rental for this one unless you really, really love creature features. That's like, why I'm really, saying dollar nine. That's really why I'm saying dollar nine, nine, three ninety nine. Yeah, like that would be that would be high. And it's a shame because I was I was actually excited for this one. I thought it was going to be kind of a lot better than it actually was same i Uh, i was looking forward to seeing it and yeah it was meh it was fine right so it's available in canada on itunes google play hoopla microsoft store youtube does it say when it's available in the states scott is this like on hulu or something hoopla itunes google play voodoo amazon okay same same shit different countries so there is the tank now did you watch this next one on the shati no, I did not. You told me, mm. or no, Brandon told us he wasn't Brandon. a big fan of it. I haven't bothered with it yet. Brandon Orn, like formerly of the Exploding Heads movie podcast. This is the most recent drop on the Shati from Black. Darkness is coming. A young mother who is crushed by guilt and shame after the disappearance of her young son five years previously is offered a bizarre opportunity to learn the truth and set things right. Is she willing to play the terrifying, pay the terrifying price for a chance to hold her boy again? Um, I liked it. I I thought it was decent. It's very similar to another movie that came out that we've covered on this podcast. I won't give the name of it, but very similar. Do I think it's the best movie to come out on Shutter so far this year? No, I think Kids vs. Aliens still is probably my top pick. Um, did I? like this story very much so did i like the acting very much so do i think it's a worth a watch on shutter very much so i think most people will give it between three and five stars depending on their preference it's a it's a pretty quick moving film even at 110 minutes i wasn't bored at any point the acting is quite good um 
Yeah, if you got the Shuddy, I don't see why not. It's available on all the shutters. AMC Plus, AMC, um, sorry, AMC Plus, both Canada and United States, and DirecTV in the U.S. And uh, yeah, if you got Shutter and you're paying for it, this is definitely one of the more um, interesting films that have come out. I, I don't know if I would tell people that they have to go and watch it. I think Tim Davis might connect with this one a little bit because he does have children and it is about a child. Um, yeah, I I liked it. I thought it was entertaining. I think you should check it out. Nice. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably be watching that like soon just because we're going to have a little extra time before the next recording. So I'll knock out a few that we've talked about that and then newer ones, obviously. Like as a Shutter watch, I'm trying to watch all the Shutter ones unless they look absolutely fucking dreadful. Um, and and honestly, I would say this one was good. I I liked it for what it was. Yeah. Now, sorry, go ahead. I think the only ones I'm missing right now is Unheard and this. Oh, it's not too bad. Yes, yeah, so I've been keeping up on them. That's good because we, you know, we're very important podcasters with our very important award show that's going to be coming up, Scott. Oh, 100%. Very important. Very important indeed. Now, have you seen this next one? Yeah, the next one's mine. The one you haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I've watched it. You watched Bo is Afraid? Oh, wait. What am I looking at? Oh, I skipped over. My bad. Sorry. <laughs> that's why You're I put right. that up because, like, but, um, you are correct. I was going to say, I'm like, wait a minute, you didn't talk to me about this? No, and I did not watch it yet. <laughs> All right, so yeah. I would... Before we continue, Scotty, you've been called out on this. I think you need to, about it not being a horror movie. Yes. Um, mm. Well, and uh, wasn't even, uh, I wasn't even being called out on it because our, our friend Craig Wooten also agrees that it's a horror film. He oh, did? Just, oh, yeah, he was just oh. curious to see what other people thought, too. Because uh... we've had, we him and I were having a discussion back and forth about it after I seen it. But uh, yeah, so the movie is Bo is Afraid, which is Ari Aster's third film. And the synopsis is a paranoid man embarks on an epic odyssey to get home to his mother. Very simple synopsis that's not spoiling anything. Stars Joaquin Phoenix, and it's a 179-minute runtime, so almost three hours exactly. Um, so yes, I will get into this topic first before I get into my thoughts, but uh, a lot of people are saying this isn't horror, and I can see why people would not consider it horror, just because it's very, very, very different from Hereditary and Midsommar, which were blatantly horror films, like straight up, you could, you know those are horror. This one... I went into it expecting not to have it on my horror movie watch list. I just went to go see it because it's Ari Aster and I fucking love everything he's done so far. Um, but as I'm watching this, there are certain things in this that I'm going, yeah, this is horror to me. Because for one, there are certain things that whether they are really happening or they are just in Bo's head are kind of horrific and kind of terrifying. I would, uh, Luffy from Dummies of Horror put it very uh, compared it to another movie that I think is very apt, and that is uh, I think it's Darren Aronofsky's Mother. That one okay. has that same it has that same kind of feel, kind of like Black Swan, and another one that I was trying to think of, uh, and a lot of David Lynch films where it's very just kind of cerebral, and you could take it or leave it as horror or not. It's basically labeled as a dark drama comedy, but yeah, I. I left the theater saying to, my, saying to my friend, yeah, I think this is horror because the, uh, the only people I, I see going to see this movie are either horror fans, fans of Ari Aster's work just in general, or the more cinephiles that love like the more artistic, 
stylings of Ari Aster's movies that will watch anything. I don't see this being like a regular audience. I don't see somebody that just loves comedy going to see this. I don't see anybody that just loves dramas mm-hmm. going to see this. This definitely is more like us horror nerds like that would try to go see this. And my thoughts on it, I fucking loved it. This movie hurt my head. Like, it's so crazy. It is it is three hours long, and the only part I would say is it kind of drags little in the middle, but I wouldn't, I couldn't think of anything that could be cut from the film. Like, everything okay. seems like it's there for a reason, to help the, the story go along. But it is so fucking trippy. It is intense in moments. Like, it is like being in the head of somebody that has severe, debilitating social anxiety. And as we know with Ari Aster, he is great with portraying, getting emotions out of his characters and portraying anxiety, especially from Midsommar, really, really well. And yeah, I felt the way this was done, yeah, like this was someone that had some sort of mental illness and you you were suffering along with him. And also just kind of like wondering what the fuck is going on just like he was and man the acting in this is absolutely incredible it is shot amazingly the second act has this very trippy do not take shrooms while going to the theater to see this type situation in it um or do because yeah it was very pretty and just very but like man this movie just hit everything for me i Ari Aster has done no wrong. Like, this man just nails it again for me. Like, I was telling Heather that, you know, I want her to see this. I'm not sure she's going to like it, but it's one of those movies where I'm going to tell anybody, even if they don't, even if I think they don't like it, they need to see it to experience it. It is a fucking wild ride. But yeah, this is fighting for my number one right now. That's impressive. And I'm glad you gave such a detailed review of it because... Yeah, I um I think I think it's important to look at films a little more objectively at times and I think you did a good job of doing that with this one. I think sometimes people will see something and they'll be like, "Well, it's not this or that, it doesn't make it horror." And we have always said from day 1 on this podcast that we are not the horror police. Exactly. And we that they're pretty little patience for people who think they are. Um, because really at the end of the day, like, and I've had some people get lippy with me and be like, well, what if someone calls like Bambi a horror film? I'm like, well, I guess it could be if like you have trauma from your parents being killed. Like, I just don't right. see the need to fight with people about it. You exactly. know what I mean? Like, if that's what you consider a horror movie, like if, if someone says to me, is it horror enough? I'll say it depends on the person I'm talking to. Yeah. And I'll be like, well, for you, it probably isn't. So yeah, don't, right? Like, to me, that's fine. You can absolutely have your own definitions, but other people don't have to follow it, right? Like, that's exactly. that's kind of how it is. So I'm glad you provided that. I will probably go watch it, probably not in the theaters. Um, right. That's a little long in the tooth for me to sit in the theaters. But um, yeah, I'm interested yeah, to see is, what happens. This is a high, high recommend for me. For any, anybody that is a cinephile fan of just Ari, anything, anybody, a fan of cinephile and a fan of anything Ari Aster, like definitely go see this. And just because, yeah, it is like one of the most beautiful films I've seen in a very long time. It is just so well done. You know, every time we do this podcast, you're one of the most beautiful things I've seen in a long oh, time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What do you think now, Phil Ray? Our, Did we stir the pot a little bit? Just Scott and I being like, have you seen any good 2023s? Have you? Or Ghost Haunting being like, 
Have you seen good movies, 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 movies? Where's Please the good give us- movies at? <laughs> and they wanted the earth looking for good 2023s to watch. Heather's in the court. Time. Heather's watching everybody watch these movies. She goes, I like this one. <laughs> like, and I'm like, damn it, Heather. Stop it. Stop gaslighting everybody, Heather. Um, the next movie. All right, sorry. Can I move on to the next one? Yeah, I'm done. I Bo was afraid it's only available in theaters right now, unless like yeah. I don't think it's on VOD. VOD is it? No, I looked and it's not. It's uh, okay. I don't think it's going to be in theaters long though, because I think there's only two yeah. run times, and it's unfortunately it's competing against like movies such as Evil Dead Rise, Renfield, yeah. and Mario. And with Mario, everything's losing to Mario just because it's freaking Mario and like big family movie type thing. Yeah, I guess you don't really take the kids to go see Bo's afraid. That's true. Right. And then Guardians of the Galaxy and Guardians of the Galaxy 3 comes out this weekend. So, yep, it's just going to get pushed out of theaters really fast, which is unfortunate. Big times, big times. Well, better for me because then it moves to DVD and, or, not, or video on demand. DVD. I don't buy DVDs right. or Blu-rays. Yeah, you don't buy <laughs> What the fuck are we getting? Um, anyway, the one I'm going to talk about is the most recent Hulu drop or Disney Plus here in Canada, which is Clock. It's a countdown for a reason. On the eve of her 38th birthday, a woman desperately attempts to fix her broken biological clock. This is a very interesting film. Uh, pregnancy is a very big theme this year. And this film is more about not wanting to have a baby and people thinking there's something wrong with you. Now, there's certain parts of this film that are quite accurate. There's some conversations that are had. And as a female who has chosen not to have children, but yet likes children very much so and likes to be around them, um i get a lot of interesting comments too i've got comments like well it's not too late for you and i'm like well actually yes it is um (laughs) it is too late for me i do not want to have an infant and that's fine if someone chooses to at 40 that is just not a choice i'm going to make right um you know i think a lot of people don't know i was pregnant at one time and i miscarried when i was married and that was very traumatic for me and you know i think we should be careful when we ask people these questions because we don't always know their history right um but i i found this movie quite interesting i got the message it was trying to portray it's a hulu film so i always have a little bit of lower expectations of the hulu films um really yeah oh wow i i I think Hulu usually nails it out of the park, especially last year. They nailed it. Eh, some of the films were come see, come saw. Like, they're into the dark stuff that I definitely agree with, but... Yeah, like, that's what I'm thinking. That, and, like, remember the one about the phones that came out last year with the parents? And, like, the kids? Oh, yeah. Like, that kind yeah. of stuff, right? And I'm thinking Hellraiser. Oh, yeah, Hellraiser was, was great, but, like, you know, Hellraisers are, you know, that's, like, a higher bar on Hulu. This is what yeah. I would say is what you would expect on Hulu. Right. So I think if you're a female, particularly if you're a female who's chosen not to have children and is a horror fan, I think you really dig this film. Otherwise, I don't think it's really worth a watch. To be honest with you, I don't think most men will get it. And I don't mean that condescendingly. I just don't think it's made for men. Um, I think it's geared towards women who either have felt pressured into having a baby or maybe had children and they're not really sure if they wanted to or they don't want kids. I think it's a pretty small group of people that are going to enjoy this film. So that being said, if you sound like you fall into that criteria, no, Tim Davis, don't watch it. I don't want to hear you fucking complain about it on your show. Oh, anyway. Uh, um, so it's it's called Clock. It's on Hulu. If you have a Hulu subscription or Disney Plus and what I said sounds like something you would dig, go ahead. If not, then I would say skip over this one. 
Fair enough. And I think the next one is you as well. Oh, you didn't see fear? Not yet. Okay. So fear, your mind is a trap. God. Oh, it's a trap. All right. A group of friends gather for a much needed weekend getaway at a remote historical hotel. The celebration turns into terrors. One by one, each of the guests face their own worst fear being gaslit. Just kidding. It's not about gaslit. Well, I guess it kind of is about gaslighting. Actually, it is. Huh. Um, this movie is okay. This movie is okay. If you like isolation horror with uh, some supernatural sprinkle, sprinkle in, you know what? You'll enjoy this movie for what it is. Honestly, Scott, I don't think it's a 1.4 rating on Letterboxd. I don't think it deserves a 1.4 rating. I don't think it's that bad um, at all. Like, yeah, there's some dumb decisions that they make in it. And yeah, there's some dumb things that happen. But the concept in it is interesting enough. The setting is interesting enough. The characters are likable enough. I I think that you know, for my guilty pleasure of enjoying isolation horror with a little bit of razzle-dazzle, I had a good time with this movie. Um, now, mind you, we have a screener. So definitely watching it for free is ideal. Would I pay for it? I don't know. If you really, really like isolation horror, sure. But I don't think this is one that you need to run out and rent. But if you can find it for free, I would recommend that. And it is on DirecTV and Amazon Video. Nice, yeah, because I watched the trailer to this one when I was scrounging trying to find 2023s way back in the beginning, and I seen this one pop up that it was coming out soon, so I watched the trailer, and it looked interesting enough, so yeah, I, I was waiting for this one to pop up somewhere for me to watch it, so I'm going to definitely check it out. You know who the act, one of the actors are in it, who I actually really like this rapper, is T.I. I don't know who he is. I've heard you of him, but I don't... Uh, T.I.'s a pretty well, and he's actually talked down like three people that were trying to commit suicide. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's been in, like, three different situations where he's talked to people off of, le- like, literally off of ledges. Oh, no shit. Yeah, wow, yeah. Good for him. Yeah, and he's not bad in this. Like, and also, um, the chick that was the, played in Happy Death Day, the roommate, that ended up being oh, the okay. roommate of... Yeah, she's in it. Oh, nice. Yeah, like, honestly, the acting was, like, I don't know. I'm not gonna, like, I don't know. 1.4 stars seems really, like low to me like i don't i don't think it's that bad you know i wouldn't be like oh man best film of the year but like i don't think it's that shitty but i don't know if you can watch it for free watch it for free yeah i'll say that'll definitely be one i'll check out yeah and you've seen the next one yep so the next one is one that i've watched called uh yeah because you haven't watched it yet have you no i haven't watched it no okay so I've uh this one is called Beyond the Neon uh girls direct uh girls direct to you in 20 minutes Based on true accounts, a Las Vegas escort is recognized by her sister in a viral social experiment video. Looking to reunite the sisters and secretly motivated to capture the reunion on camera, Joey and his apprehensive crew are thrown into the dangerous and corrupt world of escorting, documenting every step of their desperate effort to rescue the woman from human sex trafficking in Las Vegas. So this, I started this one a while ago, and I just wasn't feeling it, so I turned it off, and I'm glad I went back to it, because, uh, yeah, last week I kind of was, all right, I'm going to go back to these ones that I've started before, and just, you know, because I started them, why not? I'm glad I went back to this one, because holy shit, like, this is a heavy-ass watch, because it's done in the mockumentary-style filmmaking uh, from found footage, and... Uh, yeah, it kind of just dives into like what it's like to be an escort in Las Vegas and 
the dangers of being sex trafficked. Because, yeah, there is a lot of that that goes on that no one really knows about because, you know, it's legal in Vegas to be an escort. Unfortunately, there are people that take advantage of that, capture women, and force them to do this type of stuff and make them money. This was a really fucking heavy film. This is real life horror. And, like, I'm glad I watched it because, like, I felt the acting was all pretty good. Like, and it honestly felt like I was really watching a true documentary. Some of the things that these filmmakers were doing towards the third act seemed a little bit of a stretch. Like, putting themselves in as much danger as they did. But, I mean, it's not totally unbelievable either. Uh, But, yeah, this is one that I told Heather, I'm like... This will probably be a very uncomfortable watch, but I recommend checking it out just because, like, it will definitely probably land in a couple of our awards for, like, you know, real, little too real type category, because this felt a little too fucking real. I uh, I saw a clip for a human trafficking movie years ago. Yeah. My friend Anne used to be part of a human trafficking prevention coalition here in Ontario, and... I went as a fundraiser and um, like to raise money to help get women and men out of human trafficking. And uh, they showed a clip from this movie and it was, it was like an active film and it was fucking disgusting. Like, I think people, people don't get that human trafficking wouldn't exist if there wasn't a demand for it. Right. And the people that are getting it are not these sleazy guys that you think they are. Lots of rich white businessmen are doing it. Mm -hmm. So you know what I mean? It's it's a it's a bigger issue. But so yeah, I will definitely watch it, and I appreciate you bringing it to the table because that is real life horror. You know? Yeah, like this one, I don't think a lot of people would in our horror community would watch just because like it's real life horror, not like you know the not monsters. Fantasy. And, yeah, but yeah, this one is definitely like it made me uncomfortable during some scenes. Um, so I can only sounds imagine. like something Tim will Tim Davis will enjoy. Um, <laughs> Good lord. Same with Rob Humphreys. Um, but uh, you can find this. Uh, it is available to rent on Amazon, iTunes, uh, Google Play, Voodoo, and Amazon Video. Booyah, Scotty. Excellent. Uh, the next one I'm going to talk about is You're Killing Me. One of you knows something. Eden goes to the heaven and hell party hoping to get a letter of recommendation to an elite university from the wealthy parents of her classmate, but the party quickly turns into a fight for her life. Did you watch this? Uh, not yet. I tried watching it today, but it kept I kept getting an error message every time I tried. Oh, man. I, I, this is a, a recommend for me. I really enjoyed this film. If you liked, a couple of years ago, there was a movie called The Babysitter, I think it was, the one that we saw where the babysitter, like, yeah, uh, like the babysitter must die or something like that. Oh yes, yes, yes. Yeah, right. So it kind of reminded me a little bit of that. It kind of reminded me a little bit of the one, um, the invasion one. You're next. Okay, yeah. Like it was, it was fucking awesome. Whoever this young lady is, um, Michaeli Miller. Fuck yeah, it was, it was great. I really, really enjoyed this. It's, it's about. 95 minutes long so in just over an hour and a half it's fun there's some great gore in it it's it you're kind of guessing throughout what characters are going to do definitely this this woman is for this main character is nominated for me as someone you can get behind and root for um she just makes good decisions generally speaking um and you know, I guess some people would argue on some of her decisions, but she does ethical good decisions. We'll leave it at that. And she was fucking great. So I recommend any price to rent this. I really, really did like it. 
even to you, Tim Davis, hmm. I think you might actually like this. At least have fun with it. It's available on iTunes, Google Play, Amazon Video, Microsoft Store, YouTube. And to me, this is a must-watch this year. This is a VOD that probably people will skip over. And I think it's fucking awesome. Yeah, this is one I'm, like, obviously I was trying to watch earlier. So this is one I'll definitely be checking out. Yeah, I honestly, Scotty, this is a must-watch for this year. I really think, you know, I'm not like, oh, it's the best film ever. But I think it's enjoyable. It's probably in my top ten right now. Um, nice. That's how much I liked it, but I do think people will at least, at the minimal, enjoy it. Hell yeah. All right, so I guess I can jump onto the next one. We both oh, watched yeah. this one. Uh, this is The Sound of Silence. And it's, uh, or sorry, just Sound of Silence. Yeah. Don't, l- yeah. don't let them hear you. After her father ends up in the hospital, Emma flies back from New York to her hometown in Italy and stays at her parents' home. All alone in the house, she faces an evil entity that is connected to a cursed radio. Emma will have to unveil the dark secret behind the radio to survive the night and protect the ones she loves. Uh, with a runtime of 93 minutes. Uh, I At first, I was not feeling this film. Like, it just felt mm. like your typical supernatural. Like, I thought everything about it was good, like, acting-wise, but the story just wasn't grabbing me at first. Mm-hmm. But then I finished it off today, and, yeah, I dug this one. It was uh, ended up being a really good ghost story. I like the, uh, kind of like the reveal of what happened, like, in the past to this ghost and why it's connected to this radio and mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. that happens like and yeah uh this this may this may win a couple awards for me it wasn't like because everyone knows me i'm not a big fan on like the supernatural ghosty stuff i enjoy them but they're usually not something like oh my god i absolutely love it but um yeah this one was a seven out of ten for me i found it to be very enjoyable like it had some very uh creepy moments to it and found yeah. it to be intense i agree with you i i this is jump scare you know, I know we have Insidious coming out later this year, which is also jump scare city. But uh, this was this was great. I I thought it was quite enjoyable as well too, Scott. I think the poster art doesn't give it justice. I think this is actually a really good movie. It doesn't have a super long runtime at ninety three minutes. It's entertaining. You know, there's parts of it that are maybe a little cheesy, but nothing that takes you out of it. Like I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it for what it was. I think this is a good watch and. For us up here, it's available on iTunes, Google Play, Cineplex, Microsoft Store, YouTube. Is it the same for you? Uh, yes, except for Cineplex, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and it's available to rent on Spectrum On Demand for us. Nice. I think this is worth, honestly, any any rental. I thought it was great. Yeah, I'd say it was worth like the three ninety nine, five ninety nine rental for sure. Yeah, I thought it was fabulous. If you like ghost stories and. I don't know, you want something that's quick and easy, some jump scares? Be prepared for jump scares, though. It's very jump scary. So know that, walking into it. It's a jump scare movie. So, you know, if you don't like jump scares, then don't watch it. But I would say, like, uh, the jump scares in this were not uh, obvious. No, no, but there was a lot. Like, they were well, like, majority of them were well-earned, I thought. I would agree, but there's a lot. Yeah, there are. Right. Um, And people like Tim Davis doesn't like jump scares because he doesn't like any movies. Because he just watches NWO from 2000s. Um, <laughs> so the next movie, did you watch this one? It's it's on a good friend's plex. Not yet. This is one I was uh, reading about, and I'm very curious to hear your thoughts. So I believe this is a Thai film, uh, The Ancestral. So after the, ho- the hour is coming. After suffering a family tra- tragedy, a widower named Khan moves his two daughters to century-old ancestor home. Both daughters fall prey to sleep paralysis and night terrors 
Their father seeks the help of a local psychologist, but chilling secrets and visions eventually prove that all is not what it seems in this old family house. Um, this really confused me a little bit. It kind of went in different directions, but overall I did find it entertaining. Uh, some pretty poor CGI's used in this, but I thought the story was interesting. But the the ending kind of lost me a little bit. So I'm unsure of how I feel about this one. Um, I don't. I know you haven't seen it yet. I'm, it's a shame that you didn't get a chance to, because it's been interesting to hear your thoughts on it. I do think the two daughters are quite likable. Honestly, I think they make the movie very watchable. The two of them and their interactions with each other, and I think it's a good discussion on sleep paralysis and night terrors and the impact that they have. And I think that was really well done. It was just the ending that kind of left me being like, huh? What's what? What happened? Um, but but if you're interested in ghost stories and you really like Thai films and foreign films, it is available on Voodoo, Hoopla, Microsoft Store, I'll get the other ones here, a Screenbox and Amazon Video. If you are interested. Yeah, I was saying our uh, our good friend Donna Nelly from Fresh Cuts and uh, the Top Ten Horror List. I forget the name of his podcast, but like I think it's Top Tens. Um, he really, 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 really liked this movie. Did he? Okay. Yep. Cool. Cool. Uh, but yeah, I am going to talk about the next one, which was another theatrical release that just hit VOD this week. Uh, and that is Renfield. Uh Sucks to be him, having grown <laughs> sick and tired of his centuries of his centuries as Dracula's lackey. Renfield finds a new lease on life and maybe even redemption, when he falls for feisty, perennially perennially angry traffic cop Rebecca Quincy. This is the Nicolas Cage starring Renfield, the one where he plays Dracula, and we've all seen the trailers probably a million times at this point. And I was like, okay, they're probably showing most of the jokes and most of the good stuff in the trailer, but I still wanted to see it because I am a sucker for anything Nicolas Cage. I just think he is a great actor. Even when he's hamming it up like ridiculously, it's just, he's always just fun to watch. Um, Yeah, I was uh, not disappointed at all with this. Uh, He does a great great job as Dracula. It is a very well done horror comedy with like the good, perfect mix of the horror the gore and the comedy and everyone in this film just does it a fantastic job i forget the other guy's name from the menu let me look that up real quick here uh nicholas holt uh yeah from warm bodies and the menu and a couple other things uh yeah i just thought this movie was just so much fun i was laughing i was just entertained throughout the entire thing and I recommend anybody to go check this movie out because it unfortunately was another one that didn't do too well in theaters. But that is also, once again, because Mario has been dominating theaters. So it's just not getting the attention that it deserved. So I recommend anybody to just watch this because this is worth any rental price to me. This is high up there on my list. And I know our good friend Dave Bailey absolutely loved it as well. Well, you know me, I was I didn't really want to see it because I think I got tired of the uh, previews and the trailers yeah. over and over again. But I will give it a shot um, because you praised it so much. Not because of Dave. Dave's too smart because Dave also <laughs> liked another movie that. Well, I'm not quite sure it. Yeah, OK. How would you say this? Ends. I would say men? Ennies. Ennies. Ennies men. Ennies men. 2023. <sighs> <laughs> a wildlife volunteer on an inhabited island off the British coast 
descends into terrifying madness that challenges her grip on reality and pushes her into a living nightmare. A lot of people maybe will like this film. I was not one of them. Um, it is filmed like a 1973 film, which is cool. That's- um, it was filmed during COVID, so they had a very low carbon footprint, probably because they didn't do much in this movie. um this is considered experiential horror filmmaking so the year of skinnamarink and the year of outwaters and the year of this film um i found it boring i found it too artistic i did not get it it's based on this woman finding flowers and going crazy because of the flowers and it just wasn't for me. I will give it credit that it was filmed really, really well. I love the 1973 lens they used for it. I think it's cool what they did with a little bit of money. But this film bored me to tears. I got 20 minutes in and I was like, this is not a Heather film. This was a mistake. <laughs> and I kept watching it because I was like, well, we're recording tonight. And this is... One of the most, one of the few most wanted films or talked about films that is coming out. And I don't know if people are liking this because they truly get it, because it's different, or because they want to be different, or they just really like red jackets. So, <laughs> hey, Bailey. <laughs> yeah, that's for you, Dave. You know, to each their own. If you dug this shit, awesome. Um, you could not pay me to watch this movie again. Oh, wow. I found it that boring. But if for some reason you were a Skinnamarink fan or maybe you liked Outwaters a lot, like Scott's like, oh, I like Lamb. And what was the other things he suggested? The Lighthouse. I'm like, I would I would rewatch The Lighthouse back to back three times in a row before I watch <laughs> this again. And that's saying a lot. And I liked Lamb. I thought it was interesting. I thought it was weird, but it was interesting enough. Like there's no dialogue in this. There's and I and I understand there's a power to not having dialogue, but it doesn't work for me. It just doesn't work for me, right? Like I can't if I want to watch a fucking silent film, I'll go back and watch some black and white shit with music to it. Okay, like I'm not gonna watch this. I don't enjoy it. Not my thing. But obviously, it's well liked out there. There's some people that like it. Rock on, but not for me. Not for Heather's. Fair enough. Uh, yes. Where can people find this if they want to? Oh, fuck. Okay. iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, Cineplex, Microsoft Store. <laughs> you sound so sound, defeated. Probably, I don't know, fucking Shudder's going to pick this up next year. And it's going to be, oh my God, it's on Shudder. Oh my God. And they're going to like, <laughs> I can jizz all over it. And, and then I'll be like, well, I didn't like it. They'll be like, oh, it's because you just didn't get it. And I'll be like, you're Maybe right. you just need to watch more movies, Heather. Maybe I just need to watch more movies because, and hey, I'm not saying anything was wrong with the film quality. The filming was great. And I and the acting from, you know, not saying anything was, was good. I do appreciate that people can act without using their voice. But I found this incredibly boring. Like paint drying. Like how you felt. About, I, I, I'm not sure. I think I, if someone said to you, Skin a Rink or this movie again, I would choose Skin a Rink. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. boy. Whew. Because at least with Skinnamarink, I got what was going on. Enough, right? Like, I got that these kids were in this house and you weren't quite sure what was happening to them and they couldn't find the prince. I didn't understand what the fuck this woman was doing. They, like, if I hadn't known that she was a wildlife volunteer, I wouldn't know why she was there. She was like some woman, woman fucking running around a field. Finding <laughs> fucking flowers for an hour and a half. Like, I uh... didn't really fucking understand having weird nightmares being at church but yet there's no one on the island like it was the most confusing fucking shit we would need to have Dave Bailey come on here and explain it 
And me to be like, and then when he'd be like, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, but, but why, but why? Like, <laughs> honestly, out of all the artistic experimental horror films I've seen, this one to me, I, I did not get, it went over my head. I didn't understand it. If you like it, that's awesome. Not for me. Not for others. Like Skinamarink did, or like I did for you with Skinamarink, where it made you curious enough to watch it. I think I almost have to watch this. Yeah, just to see. Be prepared to be bored as fuck, though, Scotty. Like this isn't oh, the I'm lighthouse. Yeah, I'll say I'm expecting. Like, to be, like if if you are comparing it to Skinamarink in that aspect, I'm expecting I'm not gonna like it. But it's more or less now I'm curious. I gotta kind of just see. Like I will be shocked if you walk out of that movie and you tell me you like. There's some cool like the the thing that it's a saving grace here. It's the Kramer work and the and the cinematography. It is it is good. It is good. Right. It's cool that it's filmed like 1973 film. Like that's cool. That's that's awesome. But in terms of plot and going what the fuck's going on, nah. Makes zero sense. Zero. Fair and enough. I'm not and I don't get this. Like I don't get this fucking abstract art shit. Can we just, you know, like please, for the love of God, just have movies that like have some dialogue in it so I know what the fuck's happening. Please. <laughs> I am a simple creature. A simple She's just thing. a simple Heather. And I don't understand. With my fucking master's degree, I don't understand. I think I could take this to my master's degrees at students and be like, hey, do you guys get this shit? And like, now I'm like, yeah, we're all done. We don't get this shit. I don't know. <laughs> you have to take it to a bunch of film students. I almost want to take this to the University of Guelph, sit down with the film students, show them and go, explain this to me. What the fuck does this movie mean? How how does, unless I had read the synopsis, I would have no idea what to tell you, Biscotti. If I read no synopsis, I'd be like, I don't know, some chick in a fucking red jacket ran around what looks like the British coastal line. I think she lived by herself, but I don't really know. And she like passed out the end. Like, <laughs> like I would have no concept. And she was obsessed uh. with these like weeds that looked like shitty flowers and there's uh, a lot of fucking scenes of sunsets and fucking hot water and fucking rocks the only reason i have any 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 concept is because i read wikipedia and IBM, uh, i am i i be i imdb imdb to fucking figure out what's going on so there you go tim davis i don't like every single fucking movie uh, c word yeah Tim's going to go watch it now and be like, you know, Heather, I got it. I'm sorry you're not smart enough to get it. And I'll be like, Tim, you're my hero. If not you get all heroes movie. wear clothes. Some heroes watch this movie, like Dave Bailey. Thank you, Dave Bailey. Cemetery Gates Podcast. Listen to Dave. Dave's really smart. Maybe he can fucking explain this film. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck this is. Can we please just go back to making movies with dialogue? Okay, this is not 1929, okay? <laughs> we have created sound, all right? Nafaratu was great for its time, okay? It was great for its time. Phantom of the Opera, the original, great for its time. Awesome. Silent films, get it. We no longer need silent films, okay? We no longer need to stare at oceans and stare at rocks and, and, and have this symbolism <laughs> in movies with absolutely no context, okay? Oh. We don't. Stop it. Please. This is oh, your rink. I love this. <laughs> For the love of God, stop. <laughs> Please. Oh, I, I am loving this. I can't take it anymore. If there's another experimental horror film that comes out that thinks it's so fucking clever this year with this shit. <laughs> and then... And then we're going to get people being like, oh, well, you know, it was so much better than other films that came out last year. I just, no, it's not. Okay. None of these experimental films have been better than the films that came out last uh. year. There was someone that said it was better than, again, I keep forgetting because we watched so many movies. The one filmed in Michigan 
under the the monster that lived under the houses. You loved it. I can't remember. Oh, the Barbarian. Name. Barbarian. There is no world where any of those fucking films, Outwater, Barbarian, or Outwater, this film, or Skinnamarink, were better than Barbarian. All right? There is no world where that exists. You may think they're better, but objectively, they're not better. <laughs> they're not. Oh, <laughs> Your I personal opinion can be that. That is fine. But if you step back, and like, it's like when Scott and I will say something like, we like ankle biters. We don't think that's a better film than what came out the rest of the year. We understand it's a low-budget film that, you know, is speaking to a certain audience or um, the pizza one that came out. Uh, super hot. So, super hot. We understand that that specific audience is going to like that kind of low-budget. Scott and I will say, we enjoyed it. Rent-a-pal, even. We understand. Or... Um, a game that we one that we praised forever about the video game um uh, live stream or live, live stream right we loved that we get it but we Scott and i don't walk around being like oh man that was better than one of the best horror movies like that was better than Artie Astor's Midsommar. Like, we fucking live in reality, okay? Right. Like, we know what the difference is. And I'm really tired of people telling me that movies that are just filmed silently with, like, metaphors and fucking shots of random shit is better. It's not. Give us dialogue in your fucking film so we know what's happening. Uh, I love it. Shutter, stop picking up weird films that then everyone else asks to watch and then pretend like they're super smart because they like it. Swear to God. <laughs> you're not smarter because you like Skin of a Rink or this film. Except for Dave Bailey. Dave Bailey's brilliant. But everyone else, not. Uh, and if you liked it, knock your socks off. But you better be careful just... there. It looks like your soapbox is about to fall over. <laughs> you hear me though. I know you're I know. gonna watch this and you're gonna fucking agree because of what you thought about Skinnamarink. Oh, I know, I know. That's why I say like your hatred for it, like it just you're like being so <sighs> mind blown by it. I'm just like, I kinda have I'm, to see it. I'm mind blown by people blowing it. Like they're I know. like, I get like, it. You try some... Yeah, like I get it. You try something different, that's unique, good for you. I get it. No problem. I, I do appreciate the risk you take when you try something different. I get it. But like, I swear to God, you can't put some fucking dialogue in your film so people know what the fuck's happening. Right. Like, or, or, oh no, if you, if you're smart enough, you'll figure out. Figure out what? Two kids have been stuck in a fucking house because their parents are shit and we should call CAS? I'm sorry. What, like, what was Skinnamarink trying to communicate that uh... we all couldn't figure out? So please, for the love of God, stop making these experimental women horror films without some context. Please. Oh, I'm loving this. I know. It's like, you know, Tim's always like, Heather likes every movie. Heather likes everything. Heather just turned heel on Friday Nightmares. I think Heather finally realized 2023 has been trying to gaslight. You know, this is what enough. happens when you've been gaslit. Like, I was so excited. I was like, I'm going to watch this film. And like, oh my God, like everyone's praising it. And then I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? And yet again, <laughs> if you really enjoyed it, like the cinematography, incredible. Same with Skinnamarink. The cinematography I know you're like, oh, I dropped my phone on the ground and it's art. But I will say it tried to do something different. Outwaters. Outwaters is on top of that because at least they had fucking dialogue. Right. Like, at least you got that there was a fucking found footage film and while they were there. At least you got that part. And something was going on. Like, it's, to me, there's Outwaters is, like, not experimental horror. horror. It's just like, oh, it's a little bit of a weird found footage. Yeah. Okay. Right? Anyway. Don't watch this movie unless you're really <laughs> unless it comes to Shutter next year and you feel the need to show off. Rob Humphrey's like, I got this on my list right now. I'm gonna watch it as soon as we get off this call. I was to call as soon as I stop listening to the podcast. Well, Heather, you said it was Heather, wrong. Wrong. for one. 
<laughs> yeah, he's gonna get. He's gonna gaslight into gaslight you. I mean, honestly, stop gaslighting me. Experiential, hor- experimental horror. Stop it. Not experiential. I'm thinking of my work at spiritual experiential learning. No, I think it is honestly. considered experiential. Is it? Yeah, because they want to. They say it's an experience. Oh, it's an experience. All right, it was an experience with my patients. All right, on to older watches. <laughs> All right, I could take this one to give you a break for a second. You, uh, you can say, I'm going to go back to talking about it. <laughs> no, just, just to give you a breather. You know what it's like, Brett the Hitman Heart with Goldberg? I'll just be talking about some movie, and then I'll be like, I'm like, skin him a rink. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we'll do the uh, older watches. and uh, So, uh, Eric and I did our, well, we did our 2B Tuesday, like, in person. We watched Dave Made a Maze, which was a very, very fun film. But the one I'm going to talk about is the one we ended up watching last night. We decided just to get together virtually and watch a movie. And it was one she recommended called Odd Thomas. And it was made in 2014. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, stars Anton Yelchin. Uh, rest in peace. Um, the synopsis is, or the tagline is, I might see dead people, but then, by God, I do something about it. And then the synopsis is in a California desert town, a short order cook with clairvoyant abilities encounters a mysterious man with a link to dark threatening forces. This is more, I would say it's kind of a mix of things. It's a relationship, drama, horror, comedy. And I had such a great time with this. Uh, Anton Yelchin just does an amazing job as always. And it, I found all the acting to be really good. Star also stars Willem Dafoe as uh, the chief of the police. And uh, yeah, this was a very entertaining movie, like from start to finish. It's an hour and 40 minute runtime. I definitely recommend this if you haven't seen it yet. It did fucking hit me in the feels of the end where I actually started fucking having tears in my eyes. So it definitely got to the Scotty emotions a bit. Um, But man, I just found this to be a lot of fun. The effects are pretty neat. Uh, Very fun little story. And yeah, I don't know what else to really say about this without spoiling anything. So I just say, like, go check this out if you haven't. It's just a lot of fun. Um, thank you for sharing that, Scott. I just want to go back to my. Oh, mind. God, don't. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. I got Mexican food to eat, woman. Hurry up. <laughs> you know, you were allowed to talk about this. Get him a rink. I'm allowed to be funny, too. Just, I know. I don't know about Scotty all the time. It's about Heather's. All right. I watched Jawbreaker in 1999. Have you seen it? I have not. Yeah, it's very much like a teen flip from 1999. It's basically about these chicks that prank this other chick and they like, she chokes and dies on a jawbreaker. Never happened to me because I could deep throat like a fucking champ. But um, that jawbreaker would just slide its ass right back down to my tummy. Oh, dear Lord. They'd be like, Heather, I thought you were going to die. I'm like, I've been taking talks for a long time, girls. For fuck's sakes. <laughs> I can handle a fucking ball in my mouth. Anyway. Uh. It's fun. It's a fun <laughs> little movie. Um, I I don't know if you really love 1990 like fun shit. It's a it's a good one. Who stars in it? Rose McGowan, Julie Ben, Judy Greer, Rebecca Gayhart. Um, yeah, it's fun. It's a really fun little film. I uh, glad I got to see it. It's a good little dark comedy, but you really gotta love like oh my god, Bella girl. I like Drew, Judy Greer in this. Honestly, steals the show as the nerd that becomes a hot hot chick and then like the revenge that gets taken on everyone it's 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 fun so if you're looking for something fluffy that has dialogue you can definitely watch this film (laughs) so what's new oh not much what's up with you scotty is coming yay oh i'm coming all right 
and we are going to go to the Hermitage Mansion. And according to Ghost Fandom, this is a level three haunting manipulation of objects. So the background is the Hermitage was a very large and impressive house, but was destroyed by a fire in the 1930s, and it's now a ruin. Only the walls of the building remain. There's no roof, and inside is scattered with rubble. Prior to the fire, the mansion had been knocked down and rebuilt once before. The first Hermitage mansion was built in 1830 by Scotman's George She. She died before the mansion was completed. The land was bought by an Englishman, Otto Ives. Ives lived in the mansion for the rest of his life, died in 1853. Then the mansion was purchased by Ironman G.G. Irishman G.G. Brown, and it was Brown who rebuilt the mansion and knocked it down to build a new one. He passed the, passed the mansion down to his daughter, and she was the last owner of the home. The fire that destroyed the house in 1934 started as a result of a broken chimney. After the mansion, mansion collapsed, another smaller house was built with the ruins, and the smaller house still stands today, though slightly worn down, and the site is quite haunted. So the first ghost was William Black, who we heard about before. He did get married, and he did live there, but unfortunately, his wife died. It was very sad. So Black was completely heartbroken and devastated by this, and he couldn't imagine living life without her. For this reason, it's believed that he took himself to the barn around the back of the house and hung himself from the rafters, Scotty. Oh, boy. The next morning, they found him, and they just found his body swaying. So since then, since people who have committed suicide cannot be buried in consecrated ground, Black's body was buried at the crossroads near the Hermitage Mansion. One of the roads that starts at the crossroad has become Ancaster's local lover's lane, and some people claim at night there's a moaning sound at the spot. Black's ghost is said to haunt the Hermited Mansion. However, his ghost is said to rise from his grave and walk to the house while carrying a rope. He sometimes walks from the house to the grave or to the spot where he committed suicide. He is also sometimes seen as a dark figure standing above the ruins or as a body hanging from the tree. So we will be going to this place where this first ghost is. The second ghost is Alma. So Alma was the daughter, if you recall, that was the final owner of the house. She died in the fire. Um, oh, sorry, she got out of the fire but died in a smaller house. So since her death, she's been wandering around the ruins. Most people agree that Alma was unhappy with the fact that the Hermitage Mansion was never rebuilt and nobody will ever see what it was again. The ghost of Alma seems to have the ability to create illusions of the past. It's not unusual for people to approach the ruins of the Hermitage Mansion and not see a ruin, but a grand and impressive mansion like it once was. This illusion will always fade, and then her ghost is seen afterwards. So, I have been to this location a couple of times, and it is it is well known as a haunted location it there's had tons of shit on creepy canada of people seeing things so there's a picture of Anne and i went for a walk with our puppies i was just gonna ask is this the one you sent a picture of me when you went walking there yeah and i sat on the ledge and this was a hot 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 day and this was an open space and i kind of sat by this open window and honestly i felt this cool air like it was ac like air conditioning being blown onto me and the, and I I could feel the the like the back of my hair on, on my neck stand up, and I just got this creepy feeling. It was in the where the smaller house is, and I had like and 
take the picture and take the fucking picture. <laughs> and she's like, what's your problem? I'm like, and I, and I walked away. And as I was turning the corner, I could feel the air get warmer again. Oh, wow. So I said to Anne, I'm like, can you go stand over there and just see if it's cold to you? She goes over. She's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, you don't feel like a cold air blowing on you like it's AC. She's like, Heather's like fucking hot outside. It's like, I don't know. What's 30 degrees Celsius, 35 degrees Celsius? I think it's like 80 degrees. 80 degrees, right? I'm like, so you didn't feel anything? She's like, no, I didn't. I'm like, okay. (laughs) I am definitely a believer. That this is a very active site. So this is where we'll be going. So what are your thoughts, Scotty? Are you excited? I am. Because um, this one actually sounds like a legit haunted place where the ghost tour of downtown Hamilton didn't really have like any feelings of a haunted place. Like I know there's a mm-hmm. lot of history there. That felt more like a nighttime history lesson. Yes, it was like a history tour, which was cool, but it wasn't... Where this sounds like a legit, just like, haunted place that I'm... Yeah, I am down to check this out. I'm excited. I know Erica's excited as well. I think it's just going to be a lot of fun and probably going to be very creepy. It is. It's creepy. I've been there. I've walked by it several times. It's on part of my hiking trail. And I'll be real with you, I don't like walking by it during the day. I will walk around it. I won't go through it by myself. I will always take the very extended long and there's people that eat there and have lunch. I'm sure I'm, I'm, you know, and I'm there during the day and I just get such an uneasy feeling when I'm there. It just definitely rubs me the wrong way. So this for me is a ghost tour that I haven't really done because I do find the hermitage very scary. And I do believe the stories that have happened there. So it will be very fascinating for us to go. And I think at this point we may be the only people on the tour group. Oh, really? Yes. Yes. So it may be very private and intimate. So and if the legends are true, ghosts have been known to show themselves to group of peoples at the Hermitage. Um, And they don't seem to be shy. So if you believe in that, of course, if you believe in that, of course, which I do. Like, I'm skeptical, but I am not a non-believer. The only other time I had that kind of creepy, uneasy feeling and I'm not bringing this up just because of it. I, I was I, I was at a castle in England, and I had a friend of mine take a picture of me. Like I was on these stairs that led down from like um, where the prisoners were kept, and I just felt really uneasy, like just this sense of like yeah, because I think stress, you may have brought that heaviness. up on the show at one point. Yeah, and that was the last time I kind of felt that. And hey, you know, I'm not saying I'm I'm no special person or anything like that, but. There's things in this world we can't explain. So I'm so excited for you and Erica to experience this, for all of us to experience it together, and hopefully it doesn't turn into a found footage film. Yeah, not... right. and hopefully, uh, <laughs> um, even though it was fun, hopefully a much more uh, fun experience than the last time. Well, there will be, I think, besides possibly a coyote or something like that, we probably won't run into anything. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, there are wolves there, because I've run into wolves in that uh, in that park. Um because I thought they were huskies. And I was like, oh, look at those big huskies. Those aren't huskies. <laughs> those aren't huskies. And that was during a storm, and they looked at me like, why the fuck are you here? I'm like, why the fuck am I here? That's a good question. <laughs> um, so we'll run through the the trailers that we watched for Out of the Dark, as so yep. Scott can go stuff his fat face, and I can go stuff my fat face as well. Yeah, we uh, um, decided to bring back an old uh, topic of ours back yeah. in the day. How, if people remember listening to us from the very beginning, I think we did it for like three, maybe four episodes, but like this was technically our Out of the Dark segment before it became Out of the Dark. Mm-hmm, we just watched mm-hmm. some trailers and talk about them. 
Yeah. So why don't you go about the first one? Because I think you're most excited for this one. Oh, yeah. This is my uh, next hyped film of the year. Uh, the Last Voyage of the Demeter, which is the story about the ship that has Dracula, uh, Dracula's coffin on board during the story of Bram Stoker's Dracula. And when it shows up to the mainland, there is no one left on board. Like, everyone's dead or missing. So this is kind of what happened on the ship. And the trailer... Well, first, I gotta say, it's by the uh, uh, director, Andre Overdahl, the guy that did uh, Troll Hunter, uh, Autopsy of Jane Doe, and Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. So right there, I was like, all right, this guy's done some great shit. I'm excited. So I watched the trailer, and yeah, this is not your typical vampire type story so to speak dracula does not look like a regular old human he looks very much mm. like a monster in this he well, looks like close... a creepy motherfucker yeah i was gonna say he looks very similar he looks like rob humphreys yes exactly i actually was like rob i messaged him like i didn't know you were in a movie this year he's like i hate you <laughs> But yeah, I am so stoked for this. It has uh, I've got to look up his name now. But uh, he was in a couple. One of the movies we talked about recently, like I think during our Irish or Scottish episode. Oh, what the hell was the name of that movie? But uh, hmm. I'll look it up. This well. yeah, he was the uh, guy that was uh captured by the police, and he was in the jail cell, and shit just kept happening during while he was in the cell, and he was basically uh. Death. Oh yeah. Okay. Liam Cunningham. Yes. Yeah. He yeah. was also Sir Davos, the Onion Knight from Game of Thrones. But yeah, he's in this, and he is a great fucking actor. So like seeing him as he the is. captain of the ship, I'm like hell yes. I am so on board for this. It looks intense. It looks scary, and it looks like it's gonna be. Oh looks man, like he's a he's a fox too. He's a yeah, he's, he's a, a good looking fox. dude. <laughs> he is. He's a good looking man. But yeah. What are your thoughts on this? Oh, man, I agree with you, Scotty. I was like, fuck yes, Scotty, bringing the power. I thought of my good friend Mark, who loves Bram Stoker's, Bram Stoker's Dracula, and is actually, well, he is a writer, so he's, Mark is a writer, and he's very familiar with The Legend of Dracula, so I know he's going to be watching this for sure, because he's going to want to make sure it lines up. Um, I will be going back to England later on this year, so if he doesn't watch it, I will show it to him, because I think he'll really dig it. But your excitement for it was totally granted. It looks fucking well filmed. This is a theater watch. Like, this yeah. is a fucking theater watch. I cannot wait to take George. I think he'll love it. He's the only other one that watches horror movies besides you and Mark <laughs> when I go to England. I got three people in my life that watch horror movies. That's it. Um, so I'm excited. I think it'll be fucking awesome. Yeah, I, I cannot wait. August 11th can't get here soon enough. For sure. Um, Insidious, the Red Door. Yeah, so, so like, is... bringing Insidious back. We're bringing Insidious back. Yeah, you so other motherfuckers don't know how to act. What about your demon better? Watch your back. <laughs> I I'm just waiting for her to get through singing Justin Timberlake. Yeah, <laughs> it was kind of funny, though. That was that was kind of impressive, was it not? It was, it was. Because it's going to be May. Because it's going to be May. Anyway. But, uh, yeah, so, yeah, I believe this is supposed supposed to be the last part to insidious the final like kind of like the final chapter or whatever the red door i watched all four of the insidious films during my first time watches when we started this podcast and i found them to be pretty good they were entertaining yeah they were entertaining and this looks like a little more of the same maybe a little more darker like there were some things that they show in the trailer i'm going ooh, that doesn't feel like insidious to me that feels a little more horror-ish than i expected but 
Yeah, yeah. It still has that insidious vibe to it. Everybody seems to be. I don't know if the brothers are back, but uh, what's her name? Lynn Shea is back. I don't know if her her team is back with her, but uh, I don't know if it's her vision too. Like I don't know if it's her on videotape or if she's actually right. Right. Um, honestly, I would have, I feel like before I see this movie though, I need to rewatch the other ones Mm -hmm. because I honestly don't remember, like, I don't remember enough of the other films. Like I remember the third one was a prequel. Yep. Right. And, but fuck me. I don't remember the other four. So like, I feel like, and watching the trailer, I'm like, fuck, I better watch the other one (laughs) before (laughs) I see this one or I'm going to be fucking lost. Right funny because that's exactly what i was saying to myself going shit i might have to rewatch these because i'm like drawing a blank on what's going on like i'm like why so patrick wilson's deck directing this one. Oh, interesting yeah so james wan did the first ones um not leah wine Lee Winnell. um adam robitel robitel that right okay and then patrick wilson so um yeah it will be interesting to see I'm interested to see how it goes. I it's it's an insidious film. You know, yeah. you could tell already like ja jump to jump to jump to jump to jump jump. Like it's gonna be jump scares. Exactly. Um with demons. But hey, you know what? At least it doesn't try to be something that it's not. Right. And it's gonna it's continuing right. what it's done before. So it's fine. Like I'm totally for it. And you know what's interesting? Like Sinister, I'm surprised they never made a real franchise with. I think the second one it did poorly compared to the first one. It didn't right. do as well. Right. Um, it would be interesting if they've been able to pull it off the sinister. I, I give these guys credit to do five movies is pretty good in a franchise. Right. And that makes it a franchise. That makes it a franchise that maybe we should talk about a little bit more. Right. Exactly. And then, so, uh, yeah, the next one is uh, a 24 film. Talk to me. Oh, man, this looks so fucking good. Yeah, I was going to say, like I, like I was saying before, like I'm not a big fan of most supernatural films. Like, I think they're all right. This one looks legit fucking creepy. It it looks so fucking interesting. I love I love the concept. It's almost like they're using the monkey paw concept mm-hmm. in a different way. And fuck it looks good. I I cannot wait for this this movie to be fucking dropped. It comes it's released on July twenty eighth and fuck yeah, sign me up for summer, man. I uh, I'm I'm take it or leave it with a twenty four. I I like some of their stuff. I either love their stuff, think it's okay, or think it's weird as fuck. It's usually along those lines. Um, I think I'm gonna fucking dig this shit right here. Yeah, I'm I'm stoked to see this. I will definitely be trying to see it in theaters. Um, mm-hmm. and one thing I love about a twenty four is whenever they it seems to be whenever they release a trailer, it makes you think it is one thing, and then ends up being a completely different thing in the movie. Yeah, so they I'm are like, good yep. with that. They are yeah. good at deceiving the audience and making them like making the making you not sure exactly what is gonna happen in the film. And yeah, I am all for that because yeah, this looks creepy as fuck. Sign me up. Yeah, and those are three movies to look forward to. I yeah. I think one of them, you know, Insidious, you know what you're walking into, right? Like, I don't know. If you didn't like the other Insidious films, don't watch this upcoming one because you're probably not going to like it. Um, but the other two, I don't know. I think they look cool. I think they look like a lot of fun. Yeah, I am. Like, it looks like we have at least some promising horror films to look forward to because we were talking about earlier, like, you know, is there really even much like that's been announced coming out at the end of the year? And as we went, did some digging, yeah, there are some things. So, yeah, I'm. And they have dialogue. Yeah, exactly. Sound. People talking. I'm really excited for that. 
Um, <laughs> talkies are a big deal this year. Talkie films. Um, They're the first of their kind. First of their kind. But thank you, as always, for joining us here on the Friday Nightmares. We do appreciate it. You can find us on the Kill the Cast feed, which you hopefully already did, under the Legion Podcast network um if you are not a patreon member yet there is a patreon page for legion where you can go on and get early access to shows and codes and lots of cool shit on there and if you are not a patreon yet scotty has one question for you what are you waiting for what are you waiting for what are you waiting for join us Put dialogue in movies. So definitely you can (laughs) join us at the Legion Podcast Network. Scotty and I will continue our 2023 watches like the champions that we are, the true podcasting heroes that watch the movies and bring you. Even Mickey just lifted his head. Mickey, my dog right now, looked at me like, you ain't no fucking hero, mama. (laughs) I see the shit you watch. You're my hero, mama. Oh, yeah. I'm sure that's exactly what he was thinking. Thank you, Scott, for that positive reinforcement. I appreciate <laughs> it. But I don't know. Thank you as always. Scott and I are going to go on a ghost hunt. Going on a ghost hunt. Going on a ghost hunt. Going to catch a big one. Going to catch a big one. You don't. You probably don't know that song, but nope. it's called "Going on a Bear Hunt" and it's for preschoolers. And you clap your knees. And... Oh, oh, okay. Yep, yep. Right. Know that. Um, hopefully, we don't make the Blair Bitch Project, Canadian <laughs> style. Where I'm like, grab me the camera, and I'm like, I'm sorry to Scott's mom. I'm sorry to Erica's mom. I'm sorry to George's mom. I'm sorry to Amber and Dave's, Amber's mom, Dave's mom, and everyone else's mom. Not my mom, because fuck you, mom! Wow. <laughs> Miss Powell, did you hear that? Right? And, like, it's it's Heather, you know, in the Blair Witch Project, so it only uh-huh. makes sense that we should have Heather in the Blair Bitch Project. Totally does. Right? We're gonna make no, a found footage no, film. No, it's uh, That Bitch Project. That Bitch Project. And it's just like me chasing down Tim. <laughs> <laughs> but until... I don't know. Do you have anything else to say to the good people, Scotty? Well, you sound like you were about to say it. I know. Uh... I was about to say your line. My bad. <laughs> until next time, kitty. Unpleasant dreams. See you. Keep dialogue in films. <laughs> Please. Please, for the love of God. <laughs> uh, all right. And end scene. <laughs>